Pasta Jeff, you bad motherfucker. Oh shit, Rasta Jeff in the house. Greetings from Podcastville. This episode of the Grow From Your Heart podcast is brought to you by my friends at SeedsHereNow.com. SeedsHereNow.com offers seeds from all of the industry's leading breeders, including TH Seeds, Swamp Boys Genetics, and of course, Irie Genetics. Everything at SeedsHereNow.com is backed by an award-winning satisfaction guarantee, and for my friends on a tight budget, SeedsHereNow.com offers several packs for under $30, as well as amazing monthly sales. Make sure to use coupon code GFYH10 while checking out to save a few bucks. Once again, that is coupon code GFYH10 while checking out at SeedsHereNow.com. All right, here we go. Welcome back, podcast world. I'm your host. My friends call me Rasta Jeff, and this is episode number 671 of the Grow From Your Heart podcast. In this episode, I'm going to talk about bud washing. Before we get to that part of the show, let's do a few shout outs to a few of those great folks who support the show on Patreon. Let's start off with the big Grow From Your Heart podcast. Thank you. Shout out to my buddy, Alabama Man. Let's send a special thank you. Shout out to Chief Lee 420. I want to send a fist bump and a thank you shout out to Scooter. Let's send a big thank you shout out to a longtime supporter, my buddy Quasi. Let's send a thank you shout out to a fellow podcaster, Caribou Heart TV. I want to send a special thank you shout out to a longtime supporter and a good friend, my buddy Glenn Geroni. Let's send a thank you shout out to Guido and Fruggle Rock. Let's send a thank you shout out to another longtime supporter, my buddy All Mixed Up. Let's send a special thank you shout out to Roll This Nug. And then let's wrap up the shout outs with a big thank you shout out to my buddy Stoned Trout Bum. Big thanks and big shout out to everybody who continues to support the show on Patreon. If you are not already supporting the show and you would like to learn how to do so, all you have to do is visit www.patreon.com forward slash grow from your heart. All of the information you need is right there on the screen. And you know I do include that link in the show notes and in the video description to make it super easy for all of my friends. You know the rules. If you're driving, if you're working, don't pull out the phone. Don't get yourself in any danger right now. The link will be there when you've got time. Patreon.com forward slash grow from your heart. This is the part of the podcast where I do cordially invite you to join the Discord server. That's right. There is a link to the Discord server in the show notes and the video description. I'm also putting the link right here so you could see that. Type that in manually if that's something you want to do. But join us on the Discord server. Again, if you're driving, if you've got the kids, if you're trimming, don't get yourself in trouble. Don't put yourself in danger. The Discord link will be there when you've got time. But I do invite you to join us on Discord. Jump into the Discord server, meet my friend Rastabot, and join the party. There's a lot of cool stuff happening on the Discord server. There are a lot of cool people there. Uh, there's a live video chat where people are hanging out right now. Uh, Canadian Weed Nerd is probably there. Billy Podunk is probably there hanging out, talking about growing cannabis, talking about life right now. There's a grow chat section. There's a strain chat section. There's even a section to go talk about fish or reggae music. So if you need something to do, someone to hang out with, want to talk about cannabis, want to learn about iRegenetics, genetics, or just want to hang out with the crew, we cordially invite you to come hang out on the Discord server. Once again, there is a link in the show notes and in the video description. 
really quickly, I do want to apologize that the last episode was shorter than normal. I did cut out a good chunk of that episode. I don't know if you noticed uh, my magical editing skills. I removed a good portion of that show that I felt uh, I got way off track and I was basically talking uh, to and for myself and I didn't want to punish you by leaving that in the show. So I cut it out. So I apologize for the short show. Sometimes a short, quick episode is better than a long, bullshitted episode. It's easier just to come in and say, here's the point, here's the lesson, here's how you do it. Wish you success. I'm out. Have a good day. Uh, there's no need for me just to sit here and extend shit just to make the episode look longer on YouTube. Uh, quality over quantity. And I've got ADD. You've got ADD. Maybe that short episode was exactly what we needed. If you need a longer episode, listen to two. Or I've got plenty of friends out there doing podcasts that you will enjoy as well. But I do apologize for the short show. Try to keep it good. Try to keep it tight. I felt like I had to cut out some bullshit. That was for all of our benefit. All right, where do we go from here? I want to give a big thank you, shout out, fist bump, hug, high five, smile, uh, spread some vibes to all of the friends and family that I saw at the Fish concerts in Denver over the weekend. That's right. I try not to brag, uh, boast too much about the amazing shit that I get to do in my life. But if you know me, if we're friends, uh, and if not, here's a little insight into my life. Fish is my favorite band. I've got a few bands that I really enjoy. Fish with a P-H, P-H-I-S-H. If you never heard of them, check them out. Fish is my favorite band. There's nothing like it. Uh, no two shows will ever be the same. Every show is different. They never play the same songs within like a week. So if they played your favorite song Friday, you won't hear it again until next Friday if you're lucky. I went and I got to go see, I went and saw Fish for three nights in a row at Dick's Sporting Goods, the big soccer field in Denver and Commerce City. And I had the time of my freaking life. We've been on this weird, uh, I don't even like to talk about quarantine and all the weird shit we've been going through for the past two years. We've been locked down. It's been nice to get out and dance and boogie and see some fucking music. It was such a good time. You guys, I feel so good about it. Uh, but part of the fun, Fish is a big part of the fun. Fish is why we go. The band Fish puts on a great show. They play great music, in my opinion. They put me in a great mindset. That's only a portion of the event. A big portion of that event is going and seeing old friends, catching up with old friends. There are some people I only see at Fish shows. There are some people that I see often, but we definitely know we'll see each other at Fish shows. And then there are people that I meet for the first time at Fish shows, and it is a wonderful experience doing all of the above. Seeing the old crew, meeting the new crew, and then just seeing the Fish crew is always a beautiful experience. So I want to send a big shout out, a big thank you, a big hug, a high five, a funky dance move to all of the people that I bumped into at Fish. If we spent the weekend grooving in a section together, big shout out to Section 107, big up, you guys held it down. Uh, everybody in 107, if we hung out and got down together, big fist bump. Uh, I'm not going to even try to remember all the names, but uh, even the people who thought I'd forget their names, Pete and Leandro, I remember, bro. Uh, but I got all your names in my heads. Big shout out to all those great folks. I got your business cards. We will be in touch. Uh, if we were brand new friends, that was a great time. If you walked by and gave me a high five, a fist bump, a nod, a hug, just tap me on the shoulder and gave me a thumbs up. If you walked by and said, great podcast, however you did it, thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, I was having a good ass time. I was dancing to fish and I was having a good time. I was trying not to, uh, interrupt the fish experience to talk to people, but the people I did talk with, uh, between sets and during set break, beautiful time. Thank you. And again, shout out to everybody for the fist bumps, the high fives, the hugs, the handshakes, the stickers, uh, the treats, the snacks, the food. I was given gifts and food and drinks and people just, they saw what I was drinking and they saw that my beverage was low and they came out of nowhere with a fresh beverage for me. And I was like, you're fucking, people are amazing at fish shows. So it was a really good time. I met some new people, uh, people from all over the place. I got to see a friend who has lived in 
uh, like Thailand and Vietnam and shit for the past few years. I don't think I've seen him since probably 10 years ago at a fish show. So I got to bump into that guy. We gave each other a hug. We talked for a few minutes, talked about some future endeavors, and he skedaddled off to go back into the fish show and do his thing. So he's out there having a good time. I uh, met some great folks from Hawaii, uh, some folks from Indiana, some folks from PA. Uh, there's folks from everywhere. We had a good time. I'm going to quit gushing about the fish show. Obviously, guys, I had an amazing fucking time. I wanted to talk about it. I'd like to share with you guys what I do, but I owe a bunch of people fist bumps, high fives, thank yous, and shout outs. Uh, if we just made eye contact and you knew who I was and you gave me the nod because you didn't want to interrupt, respect. I saw you. We had a good time. Thank you. If you came up and you're like, bro, are you Rasta Jeff? That was me, bro. We had a good time. It was great meeting you. It felt so good. I made some new friends and we we're hanging out in a little group and every few minutes somebody would walk by and they'd be like Rasta Jeff and they just high five me or give me a hug or somebody just be like love the podcast bro and somebody just walks by and goes arise and I was like well that was awkward but then eventually the people that I was with are like hey why do they keep saying that shit to you and so I had to explain I was like oh I have a weed podcast and all that good stuff that was entertainingly fun had a good time uh everybody that was there See you next year. Can't wait for next year to party. Let's get it on. All right. Big fist bumps, big shout outs, big hugs, big high fives, uh, big vibes, big weird dance moves to all of you folks. Now, let's move on to the main topic of this podcast. I know I get rambly at the start of the show. Sometimes people do complain about in the comments that I get rambly at the start of the show. It takes five minutes to get into it. But guess what? It's a podcast. Uh, It's free. And I do get a little rambly. I'm trying to find a rhythm. I'm finding my space. I'm finding my zone. Uh, I think it feels better than just going one, two, three. Here we go talking about bud washing. I try to get comfortable, bring you in. Some people want to hang out. If not, bro, hit that fast forward button, get to the part or don't, whatever. Anyway, uh, see, that's the kind of stuff I cut out of the last episode. I'm not going to cut that out of this one. The main topic of today's episode is bud washing, and that's bud washing with a D, washing your buds. That's right. You should already be washing everything else. Today, we're going to learn about bud washing. I'm discovering that a lot of people are experiencing problems in their outdoor grow early this year. I did pre- predict a lot of powdery mildew happening in outdoor grows because if we've had really drastic changes here in Colorado. We've had hot days, cold nights, and lots of rain, and that does add up to powdery mildew situations, powdery mildew environments. I've seen a lot of people on social media posting about their powdery mildew-laden buds, and they're asking, how do I get rid of this? Then, perfectly timed, I got this email on the iRegenetics website where there is the Grow Help tab. Really quickly, we'll talk about that. If you go to iRegenetics.com, there is a Grow Help tab. You can click on that, and it gives you uh, about 12 preliminary questions asking about your garden. Those few questions help me diagnose your grow. Then we give you the opportunity to type in what's wrong with your grow. Then you send that to me and I will find that in my email and I will read it and we'll solve your problem here on the show. So go to the website, iRegenetics.com. Go to the Grow Health tab. That's where this came from. This one came from, name to use on the podcast is Indicala or Indicaya if it's Spanish. We'll say it's Indicala. They're growing some Mephisto, Sour Stomper, and Creme de la Cam and Gnome Automatics. A lot of this is unnecessary to read all this info here. We're going to jump right to it. It said, I love your show. I'm a new grower and you've helped me figure out how to do this and I appreciate it. Big respect, bro. Thank you for listening. I hope I'm able to help you out with your first interaction here. It says, I know it's a ton of work and I just wanted to let you know I appreciate your effort. Thank you. There is a point to this question. It says, I don't have a grow problem as much as a general question. I get why bud washing makes sense on outdoor grows and it's logical that outdoor buds can be covered in stuff we don't want to put into our bodies. 
My question for you is, and this is a very good question, it says, what is your take on bud washing on indoor grows? I've seen some claim even indoor buds are improved by washing. I've read, okay, so we're going to talk about bud washing, and this person is asking about bud washing indoors, and then it says, you would be surprised how much grime comes off the buds even in seemingly controlled environments. Uh, yes, I do agree. We, uh, I do agree that we gather a lot of funky stuff on those buds. You never know what could be on there. There could be bugs. There could be bug poop. We're going to talk about that in a moment. But I do agree that sometimes it is beneficial to wash indoor buds. What I'm going to talk about will be applicable to indoor and or outdoor products. So keep that in mind. So this next comment I found on YouTube, and it was done right after I did the pest management episode, and it's referring to using uh, predatory pests. So if you've got uh, if you've got a pest problem and you use another pest to attack that bug, the obvious question was, don't all things that eat poop? So the question is, are those predatory pests going to poop out the carcasses of the bug that they ate into my plants? Which is a very good question. It says, who wants to smoke half-eaten bugs and the poop? So uh, that is a very good question, and that is a very uh, good reason to do bud washing. So that is part of what inspired this episode was two great emails and a bunch of social media chatter about bud washing. So now that I've set it up, let's get right to it, bud washing. What do I mean by bud washing? Sometimes your buds will be infested with powdery mildew. Unfortunately, it does happen. Sometimes uh, we just want to clean off the buds and get that powdery mildew off of there and the buds will be safe to consume. Some people are going to argue with me now. Some people are going to have varying opinions. In my opinion, if that bud has if the flowered plant has a little bit of powdery mildew on those leaves, I think we can wash that powdery mildew off with bud washing. It is not something that I would like to do, that I would rely on, that I would do on a regular basis, but in some emergency cases, especially this year's outdoor crop, this may be necessary. Also, this may be beneficial to people who grow for extraction. If you want your extractions to be as clean as they can be, why not wash off the product that you're going to extract before you put it through the extraction process? If you don't put dirt, grime, dust, bug shit, bug poop into your extraction machines, you don't have to take that out of the process. You don't have to clean it up and take that out of the final product. So uh, bud washing, sometimes you get powdery mildew. Often there are bugs on your plants. Often there are bug eggs. Like this person said, anything that is laying eggs or eating another bug is also going to take a shit. So you got some bug shit to go into your plants now. Uh, oftentimes outdoors, you will discover bird poop on your plants. There's not much you can do about that unless you've got a greenhouse. Birds are going to fly over. They're going to drop a turd and sometimes it's going to land right on your plants. I've got a good way to wash that off. This is very effective for that. Sometimes you get spider webs outside. Sometimes the spider says, hey, I see shit flying around here. There's a lot of plants attracting a lot of things. I'm going to build a web from this plant to this plant. Everything that flies through, fucking dinner for the next couple of weeks until they harvest. You'll get spider webs. Then you will get dust and dirt. Now's a good time for me to make a quick disclaimer. If you hear the weirdness in my nose, that uh, sorry for that. That was really rude. But if you hear the weird nasally sound in my voice, that is because I spent three days on a dirt parking lot sucking up dirt and dust, and I have got a little nasal thing happening. Uh, I feel fine. I feel good. But there's a lot of dirt in my nose, and it kind of wrecked me. So there's a lot of dirt and dust on the grow in the plants, and they're sticky. They're trichomes. So the powdery mildew, the bugs, the bug eggs, the bug poop, the bird poop, spider webs, dust and dirt, and then who knows what else? Who knows what else? Maybe uh, who even knows what else is stuck to those plants? It could be anything outdoors, right? You see weird shit, cocoons and 
fucking bug eggs and weird larvae and things could be stuck to those. Whatever the wind blew by could be stuck to your plants. So why not wash that stuff off? It would be a really good idea if you're going to smoke it, eat it, consume it, make extracts off of it. We'd wash our fruits and vegetables, right? If I handed you a tomato or a cucumber or an avocado, whatever it was going to be, you'd wash it before you cut it and eat it, right? We should possibly maybe consider doing that with our products, especially if they've got powdery mildew, bug eggs, poop, bird poop, spider webs, dust and dirt, something like that on it. Why not clean it up? Now, let's get to the, we know why and we know uh, the reasons to do it. Let's get to how to do it. Uh, We would harvest just like normal, all right? Harvest your plants just like normal. You got your plant, it's cut down your normal harvest process. Then you've got to cut the buds into manageable pieces. I like to cut the plant down to where I've got a bud and a stick, and then at the end of that stick, I leave a hook. So essentially what I'm doing is I'm taking the main stalk of the plant and cutting it above the node. So there would be the main stalk goes up and a node would come off at an angle. And then if you cut right below where that node comes off, you've just left yourself a hanger. So when it's time to hang that butt up, you can use that little V section as a natural hanger for your plant. You'll see this when it comes time to cut your plant, cut below the node, you'll leave a little hanger. You can just leave a, the main stalk will become the, the short piece of the hanger and the branch with the buds will become the, the branch with the bud. It will all make sense. So I cut them into manageable pieces. For me, I'm going to use a five gallon bucket for my bud washing. I need pieces that are shorter than a five-gallon bucket so I can dunk them all the way in there. My goal is to get all the bud matter, all the bud material into the five-gallon bucket. So I'm going to harvest like normal. I'm probably going to, before harvest, I would normally go and pull off a majority of the large, powdery, mildew-laden fan leaves, all the big leaves with the pedial. Before harvest, you could just go in and strip as many leaves off as you can get. Go take off the leaves. Don't get aggressive and fuck up the buds. Take off all the leaves. Strip them. Destroy those leaves. They've got powdery mildew. Get them out of there. Maybe wear a mask while you're doing this. Definitely wear gloves. Stay safe. Get in there and defoliate. Cut down your plants. Cut them into manageable pieces. Leave sticks so you can hang them after they are dunked. Then, this is where when we're going to actually start cleaning up the buds. One more thing I should mention, gloves. Uh, we're going to use a five-gallon bucket filled with water. Uh, you can use regular tap water, RO water. That doesn't matter too much to me. We're going to add 25 to 50 milliliters of 30% hydrogen peroxide to five gallons of water. Let me repeat that. That is 25 to 50 milliliters per five gallons. You can go harder if you want, but I would start light. See if it's washing off the PM. See if it's solving the problem. If not, go harder. Go harder until you see it start doing some damage to a couple branches, then dilute as necessary. Usually 25 to 50 mils of 30% hydrogen peroxide, not the cheap shit. You need the good stuff, the 30%, the medical grade, the good shit. 25 to 30 mils in a five-gallon bucket of water. Uh, Wear your protective equipment. When you're mixing this, wear goggles. When you're handling all of this, wear gloves because that 30% hydrogen peroxide will mess your skin up. It is very caustic. If it gets in your eye, it's going to be one of the most painful things you will ever experience. So please, when you are using the hydrogen peroxide, please use at least the gloves, and I recommend some goggles when you're pouring it. I understand a lot of people aren't going to go get goggles just to pour some shit. Enter at your own risk. Rasta Jeff is making a disclaimer. Don't fucking sue me because you're dumb. All right, enough said there. 
Uh, Five-gallon bucket, 25 to 50 mils of hydrogen peroxide, the good shit, 30%. You can go harder if you want, but don't blame me if that fucks up your buds. Start low and then work your way up. If it's not taking off the mildew, add more. When it starts bleaching your buds, you've gone too far, dilute. You'll figure it out. Only take one or two branches and you'll notice. All right, so we've got our five-gallon bucket filled with our solution. You don't have to use the hydrogen peroxide, but that is what I recommend if we're going to do this. That is something I would recommend. I don't think it will damage your plants. I don't think it will mess anything up. I've applied hydrogen peroxide as a foliar spray before to combat powdery mildew, and in my opinion, it works very, very well. It leaves the growth smelling clean and fresh, and the next day, you don't even notice it happened, uh, except there's no powdery mildew, and the plants are happier, and it smells amazing like ganja in that room. So we've got our five-gallon bucket. We've got our hydrogen peroxide in there. We've got our gloves on. Maybe some of you are wearing eye gear. Probably not. We're going to cut our plant into manageable sections, probably 10 to 12-inch sections. Something like that is probably manageable for most people. Before we even start dunking these buds, have a place where they are going to hang. Where are they going to go? Once you dunk these buds, you're going to dunk them into water. You're going to swirl them around. We're going to take them out. We've got to hang them somewhere for them to drip dry. They're going to have a lot of water in there. Depending on how spongy and dense your buds are and how much bud is on that stick, there's going to be quite a bit of water left in there. It will come out. Don't worry. Don't squeeze it. Don't do anything fucking crazy to it. Let it drip out. Let it just come out naturally, okay? So have that space in mind, have it planned, have it ready. Maybe already know exactly how much space you need to hang these plants before you even get to this point because I don't want you to have wet buds and a struggle. That's when you're going to cause problems. If you don't fuck it up, this will go very well. But if you don't have a proper strategy and a place to put the buds before you dunk them, shit will go wrong, I promise. We can't stack up wet buds. They've got to be hung with space, uh, with care. So uh, have a place for them to go. Have the product, your solution ready. Have your protective equipment on. Cut the buds into manageable pieces. Now, here's where we're going to get crazy. You got a five-gallon bucket, right? Take your piece of bud, your branch, your stock, however much product you've got, and just submerge it right into the water. I know this sounds brave. I know this sounds crazy. You just put months into this product, but I have done entire harvests in commercial facilities this way. I've paid guys to spend all day washing buds with hydrogen peroxide because we couldn't rescue this facility that was coated in powdery mildew, and that was our solution. It all got made into extracts. It was all tested. It was all safe. It all worked. I trust this method. So, we're going to dunk our buds directly into the five-gallon bucket with our hydrogen peroxide solution. While it's in there, jostle it. The word that I want to use is jostle. Stir the buds around. Don't get in there and fucking... We're not trying to shake the trichomes off. We're trying to jostle the powdery mildew off. We don't want to disrupt the plant. We just want to rinse it. Just not vigorous, but not, not lily dipping, but you want to get in there and kind of just in and out and swish it around a little bit uh, and just get that just get some movement, get a little bit of friction in there, just wash that powdery mildew off, then take that plant out and give it a visual assessment. Look at it. Do you see more problems? Did bug poop come off of it? Did the spider web come off of it? Did the bird shit come off? Did the powdery mildew wash off? Did you do a good enough job? If not, dunk that fucker back in there and give it another wiggle, another jiggle, another, another jostle. Do what you need to do until it's clean. Hang it up. Repeat as necessary. Maybe do a portion of the crop at this point. Maybe just do some of it and see how you like this method. Check on those plants. Check on them in an hour. Check on them in two, four, six, every few hours. Just check on them. See what is happening before you do the whole crop. Check on them. See if you like how it is going. 
See if you dunk them enough. Is there still stuff on there you want to wash off? If there is, you can. But it is very important that you dunk them and wash them before the plants begin to dry. Do not, do not take a dry plant and try to dunk it and re-moisten it and do this. You will destroy everything. You'll fuck it all up. You'll be so mad. So that's a quick disclaimer, a quick reminder, a quick notice. Do not try to re-moisten and do this to a dried plant. You can't do that. That's going to be a total failure. So take your wet plant, dunk it, shake it, jostle it around, hang it up. If you like how that one came out in a couple of hours, do the rest of the plants. Dunk them all. Dunk them, jostle them, give them a little swish, watch the powdery mildew come on up. Now, eventually that water is going to start looking a little bit funky. At your own discretion, dump that shit out, start fresh. The hydrogen peroxide is not super expensive. Uh, You've gotten this far with it. Hopefully it's working for you and it is cost effective, but feel free to dump that shit out and start fresh. Let me check my notes, make sure I'm on pace. Uh, Replace the water as necessary. You'll start seeing powdery mildew on the top or you'll start seeing it'll get grimy and gross. You'll know, you'll feel, you'll just have a feeling. That's gross. I should change it. Change it. Don't be afraid. Um, Hang the buds. So hang them where they can drip dry. I would hang them um, somewhere with an ambient environment. I know that wherever, like just ambient, you don't need extreme heat, extreme cold, normal ambient environment. Somewhere between 65 and 75 degrees would be cool, uh, would be ideal. But right now I'm going to give you up to 82-ish degrees because it's hotter than shit everywhere. And it's going to be hard to find a cool space like that. So if you can get a cool, dry space, that would be ideal. Let them drip dry. There's going to be a lot of water falling out of these buds onto the floor. Be prepared for that. Maybe do it outside. Maybe do it in the garage. Then once they're done dripping and they're no longer dripping, then you can move them to your regular drying space and you can begin your drying process as normal. For the normal drying space, uh, that's when I would have 55 to 65% humidity, maybe 50% humidity since the plants are so wet. Uh, Maybe start off at 50 and then let it go up over the next day up to 55 to 65, but 50 to 65% humidity, then 65 to 75 degrees in that room. If you can manage that, I understand it's hot as shit. Uh, Right now, I'd probably have to have an 80 degree drying space just because that's how it is. Uh, But we can't always, always have all the perfect shit. Uh, Have a fan in there, have fans moving the air. So none of the air is stagnant, but don't have fans directly blowing onto the plants, speed drying them. So if you can have an oscillating fan that just goes across the plants occasionally, that's okay. Have air movement in the room, but don't blow onto the plants because that'll cause dryness that we don't want. That'll dry one section fast and the others won't be dry evenly. That'll start causing you problems. So at this point, basically uh, dry your plants like you normally would. Proceed with caution. Uh, Keep an eye on the plants. Uh, don't let the room get too humid. You may need to step up your humid, uh, your dehumidifier or your extraction fan. However, your drying and curing space is set up. Don't let it get too humid in there. That's something that is very important at this time. Uh, have that room dialed in. Have a way to get rid of the excess humidity because we did soak these buds in water and then we put them, uh, hopefully let them drip long enough, but there's a lot of water in there. So a lot of that water has to come out. Expect a couple of extra days on your dry time but that is not a problem. In my opinion, uh, letting cannabis dry longer is a good thing. Some of you guys want it to dry super fast. It's better when it dries slower. A better thing happens. There's a conversion happening. There's a conversion that happens during the drying and cure process that happens better if it goes more slowly. So take your time with the drying and curing process. 
Uh, I will work on an updated drying and curing episode. I know I haven't done that updated episode. There's a uh, just an audio-only version. We'll get a video version of that coming up. Those episodes take a lot of uh, focus and a lot of work, a lot of time to record and a lot of perfection in the editing, but we'll get it right. We'll get it out for you. But at this point, I feel like I have gotten you through bud washing. It's not as scary as it sounds. It's not as intimidating as it sounds. Uh, it's not as nasty as it sounds. You're taking a bucket with some hydrogen peroxide. You can use H2O2 if you've got that available. Once again, be just as careful, if not more careful with the H2O2. Uh, it's just as caustic. It'll burn. It'll fuck you up. It's dangerous. Use your personal protective equipment. Don't sue me if you fuck up. Also, if you get caught doing anything illegal uh, involving this plant, this culture, this scene, uh, I will not be held responsible. Rasta Jeff is a fictional character, and this is a show for entertainment purposes. But uh, mix up your solution, dunk that shit in there, give it a swirl, hang it up, and don't let it get moldy because it's too wet, and don't speed dry it. That is the gist of bud washing. Think about why you're doing it. Um, a lot of extractors have started bud washing, even if there is not a problem in the grow. They find that the grow spaces are dusty. Where I live... Uh, this town experienced, there's a documentary called The Dust Bowl. This town was part of The Dust Bowl. This town where I live gets dusty. Uh, there's desert that way. There's desert that way. There's a steel mill that way that produces all kinds of weird, dusty shit. So we have to dust here constantly. If you dust the shelves, you dust Monday, you're probably dusting again Thursday. And if you don't, it builds up a funky gunk of dust. It is dusty here. All that shit's on our plants as well. My table is not very sticky. It's kind of sticky because I take some dabs here. But the table is not naturally really sticky, and it gets dusty and funky. Our cannabis plants, if you're doing it right, they're sticky as shit, especially outside. So you're going to get all of that dust from the desert that we've got, all of that weird shit floating around from the wind, all of that stuff from the steel mill, all the brake dust. If you live by the interstate and you got to grow by the interstate, there's a lot of brake dust in the air. All of that shit will be stuck to your plants. We don't think about that. So that's a very good, logical, rational reason to do a little bit of bud washing. And then when you start rinsing those plants and you see what's left in the water, you'll be a little bit disgusted that you haven't thought about doing it before. We're making extracts. We're making food. We're smoking these products. Uh, imagine it. Would you want to smoke a bunch of dirt? Would you want to smoke a nice hit of bird shit? You down, bro? Hey, bro, I got a big bag of bird turd. You want to take a hit off of this? That doesn't sound appealing to me. Don't be afraid. Don't be scared to wash your buds. Don't be ashamed of it either. Um, we put a lot of work and a lot of energy into our grow. Sometimes you have to have something to show for it. A lot of you, this is your medicine for the year. This is what is going to get you by. This is what's going to make you not uh, super sick from whatever ails you. I don't want to pin you with some sort of condition, but this may be what is saving your life for the next year. Let's do what we can to save it. Let's be proud about it. Let's be safe. Let's be as clean and uh, conscious about it as we can as well. Uh, keep in mind, prevention is key, but right now, uh, at the outdoor season that I saw, there was a lot of powdery mildew and there were not a lot of ways to prevent it because we cannot control the VPD outdoors. You can apply a few things. Uh, I do like cease. I like zero tall. Uh, I like double nickel. Uh, what's the one from, uh, Marone bio innovations. The, uh, they've got a couple, maybe it's grand Devo. There's a lot of great products that we can spray that work as a preventative or a, uh, it will help remove the pattern eradicator of the powdery mildew. But, uh, I understand sometimes shit gets away from you. So, uh, if you're just fighting the powdery mildew now, you can spray with cease. You could spray with double nickel. And then when it comes time to harvest, do that dunk in either xerotol or hydrogen peroxide. Also, heavy defoliation will help you with powdery mildew. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys, girls, pimps, hoes, friends, foes, smokers, growers, clone cutters, pollen chuckers, uh, spinners, guys that stand there, 
chompers and tapers. I want to thank each and every one of you for hanging out, listening to another episode of the Grow Grow From Your Heart podcast. I forgot the name of my own show for a moment there. This was a good time. I had a great time. I hope you had as much fun as I did. I hope I helped you out. I hope I rescued your outdoor harvest. I really hope you don't have a powdery mildew problem, but if you do, maybe we'll get you through it. We'll get through it together. Again, don't be ashamed. Don't be embarrassed. Shit happens, especially outdoors, you guys. That is going to happen. If it's indoors, we've got to correct some issues. Uh, That's a whole nother conversation, a whole nother podcast, but don't ever be ashamed. Don't be fearful. Don't be scared that you had or have a problem in your grow. That's how we learn the most. If it went perfect every time, just be perfect every time. And when a problem came up, you wouldn't know what to do with it. Guess what? Now we know what to do with powdery mildew. All right, I've been rambling for a long time. Thanks again for hanging out, you guys. Uh, if you have any questions, corrections, comments, or concerns, you know how to reach me. The email address is growfromyourheartathotmail.com. Don't be shy. Send me some questions, corrections, comments, concerns, updates. I do love the harassment. I look forward to it. Speaking of harassment, find us on Discord. There's a link in the show notes and the video description. And if I'm paying attention enough when I edit, the link is right here as well. You won't be able to click it, but you can read it and you can type it right on in. It's right there. Yeah, Discord, GG, some other stuff. It goes right here. We'll put it there. All right. Um, also, the website. Uh, everything is at the website. Everything Irie Genetics, everything Irie Army, everything Grow From Your Heart is at the website. Contact information, uh, a link to the Discord. If you don't want to type in all those links, go to the Irie Genetics website. There's a link to the Discord. There's a link to the Etsy store where you can get some fresh new gear. That's right. There's a new coffee mug up with my face on it. Uh, there will be new shirts going up soon. There is some brand new merchandise that arrived today. Then when I do get a moment, I will put that on the Etsy store. Stay tuned. Keep checking because there's new shit coming. Also, on that website, there is a tab that says uh, stay up to date. If you type in your email address, you will get a newsletter approximately once a month, maybe every two weeks, and lets you know what's going on with IRE Genetics. It will let you know about that new merchandise I talked about. It'll let you know about coupon codes. It'll let you know about seed drops and restocks, events, and updates. Uh, We will have an update on an event here in the next episode, so do stay tuned for that. But make sure you check out the IRE Genetics website and sign up for the newsletter so I can send you a newsletter once a month. That is all I've got for you for this episode. I'll be back in a couple of days with fresh new content. Let's send a big shout-out to my buddy Rasta Green Thumb. And until next time, take a fat dab and give your mom a hug for me. (laughs) 